everybody. Welcome to Kame House Party. I'm Vince. I'm Aaron. And this is the universe's uh, only and bestest podcast that chronicles everything that happens in Dragon Ball, dusts a little bit of improv on it, makes a comedy goldmine of a podcast for you to listen to. And we are so excited to get into another episode of Dragon Ball Z. Are we, though? <laughs> just, just go with okay. it. Go with okay. it for now. Okay. Go with it for now. And then, and then, oh, then, then we'll be, we'll be hitting it hard and fast. And there's a cat who literally waited until I started speaking to make a noise. But I'm going to power through this first part. And, and then we'll get into the episode proper. Because before... We talk about that episode. We've got to do little piece of Kame housekeeping. It's a party. We we already, you know, we did our pregame thing and we looked around the room. It's still a little messy. And we gotta set up the DJ booth. I, we gotta we gotta put that Western punch together and then and then we'll get the party started. So let's get into the first piece of Kame housekeeping, which is the world famous UN sanctioned one. Minute roundup whip sound chunk. Oh, we're almost out of this tunnel, and then sweet, sweet freedom. That's right, skunk. We're almost there. We've been digging for days, I think. Right from the from the floor of that jailhouse mm-hmm. to this to this here abandoned mine shaft. Oh, months of planning, punk. Matt, stealing maps, gathering tools from the yard. Oh, yeah. And not to mention the bribery of that uh, larger-than-life security guard. It was all our money we had for the last robbery, but it was worth it to Mm -hmm. make sure that guard turned the other way. That's right. And I had to, we had to smuggle all these spoons in. Mm-hmm. Through our um, oh, don't say it. <laughs> what? But it's just when we get when we get our when we get to free mm-hmm. w- the free west. Yep. we're gonna be sitting around campfires telling free people west, our story. Free West Utah, here we come. And I want to I want to tell them all the details. God, I no. want to tell them how I had to to lube up the spoons with with castor oil before. Swallowing them down to to avoid detection from from the guards at the at the at the yard, you know. I wanna I wanna tell them the agonizing detail of me passing the spoons and you having to catch them with your hands so they wouldn't go down the latrine. Punk, I think our daring escape is one for the record boots. Maybe they'll make one of them one of them moving pictures of one of those Nickelodeons about it. Oh yeah, I can't I think, wait. Yeah. I think that's what era we're in. It'll um, be spoons coming at high speed at the at the no at the canvas. That's what I'm saying. We can't. There's some details that maybe we should leave out in in proper conversations. Okay. What, uh, what you think they're like, gonna put a you think they're gonna put a camera up near up near your backside? Well, I mean, for authenticity's sake, yeah. <laughs> And see, see. that mm. that honest that was some classic on the stage improv. Honestly, oh. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A little little light setup. Then there's the discovery phase, and then mm-hmm. we're going to hit that game hard, baby. 
Yeah. And then we just what other disgusting things are they not gonna yeah. want to talk about when they get to Freedom, Utah? We all had a point of view. You you justified your weird behavior. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Someone send this to all of our old improv coaches. <laughs> I was gonna say this is gonna end up on your UCB notes. <laughs> Look at yeah. We're both we're both gonna come out of this 401 with a B plus somehow. <laughs> Need supplementary. <laughs> <access>. <laughs> Should take an elective. <laughs> oh, you're so close. There's, if I may, I'll, I'll say it now. In the UCB ecosystem of improv, there are four levels of classes. After your fourth one, you then get judged on whether you're allowed to take advanced classes. And that also gives you eligibility to audition for a house team. Or they say, you need to take supplementary classes, and then you could submit again to try and get into the advanced classwork. Mm-hmm. Vince, I did not make it to the advanced. Oh. They said I had to take a sup- – they said I needed to take supplementary classes. And then there was a note that was like, you're so close. Keep, you're so keep close. Keep working at it. Then just do it. What? Then – Wait, if, if you are so close to getting to the advance, the next possible step is to put you in advance to see yeah. how you do. <laughs> yeah, why don't yeah, why don't I just take it in advance and then you can be like, hmm. I guess you're not ready. You know? Which to be I'm like, but aren't the advanced classes more? Shouldn't I be wanting to take those and giving you more money? <laughs> uh, you just want the extra two hundo from me? Yeah, they do. They want that extra two hundo. It was it was weird, especially especially and I won't name names. I don't know. I, I don't know how much is, this is keeping in. I feel like people people like to learn about our lives, I think. Yeah, people like this juice. Okay. <laughs> well, here's just a wee bit more. I was so mad about it. Um, but I did take... I took one of the supplementary classes. Hated it. Because it was very... It felt very insulting. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, it was too. We we were going too far back to basics, and then in the elevator leaving that class, I saw someone from my four hundred one. I'm like, "Hey, what's up?" He's like, "Oh, it's cool. Yeah, I just took went and I just took an advanced class." I'm like, "You, oh motherfucker, oh." And I'm guys. I'm secretly judgy. I I'm judgmental as hell. <laughs> well. Don't judge me because I just want to add something to it. Because mm-hmm. since that point in your improv career, they added something, Aaron, called um, <clears throat> the Academy to the UCB format. And I made it into the Academy based off of my... Uh, my Mutant powers. Audi- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my, my latent mutant powers. And also my auditions. And because I finished my 401 and got accepted into advanced study... Um, but I never, I never took an advanced study class cause I couldn't get to one because they were so infrequent and they were so hard to get. Um, and the Academy did nothing for me. Anyway. Did you have to take Academy classes to audition for a house team or did you just have to be eligible for You had to be classes? eligible okay. for you to audition for a house team. It wasn't a requirement that you took a class. It's, Which, looking back on it, was kind of nice of them because they could have easily said, "You have to take a class before you." They can could audition. have, yeah. And it's in all of it is a system to whittle applicants down. It's all our. It's it's all BS how they decide. Um, 
is what I like to think, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> is mm-hmm. what I tell myself at night. Um, I think the main, my uh, my final complaint on this, and I think we're allowed some diversions with, about the, with this episode of Dragonfall. Yeah, yeah, as, yeah. As we'll see. All will be revealed later. But my, <laughs> but my last complaint is just, could you not tell me what I was missing if I was so close? Like, I would have taken, like, if you were just an inch taller. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love Grow it. your hair out some, then you can come in. You are so close. Have you thought about going blonde? <laughs> I would have, like, I guess. I, d- I probably would have done it if it was something like that. But, like, just saying you're so close and then not explaining is such a fucking move. You yeah. Know? Like, if you were in college and your professor handed you back, like, a B plus or an A minus... <laughs> paper and been like just missed it how good luck on these revisions oh boy <laughs> and then you don't know what to change so you go back to the drawing board like that class and you ruin it you ruin yeah. the paper you send it back and you're like your first attempt was much better it's exactly that uh, but can we can we move on now now i'm sad <laughs> but you know after that stellar scene and also stellar breakdown of the ucb improv format <laughs> got him uh, <clears throat> We got to get into the, oh, wait, uh, and I need to tell the listener that that was an improvised Western scene. <laughs> I realized that we didn't even talk about that before going deep into improv and our backgrounds in it. But that was an improvised Western scene that we did uh, to either loosen or tighten our improv muscles for the episode that awaits us. Uh, so we can, you know, react and do our improv like we normally do, which... Then segues us into the one minute roundup proper, which is where one of us, this time Aaron, has 60 seconds to summarize everything that has happened in Dragon Ball up until this point. Uh, that's all of the Dragon Ball that we've already watched. Every, uh, all of the 57 episodes of Dragon Ball Z that we've watched. So, Aaron, whenever you're ready, or oh, Aaron, I have one question for you Are you ready? To round up. I am. I'm I'm so close <laughs> to being ready. Also, kudos to you for like powering through my giggle fit. That was impressive to listen to. Hey, look, man. I I knew I knew it wasn't gonna stop anytime soon. <laughs> and there's only so much daylight. <laughs> All right. I I'll I'll stop stalling. I'm ready to round up. Here we go. In three, two, one. Dragon Ball is about seven magic crystal balls. If you collect them all, you get any wish you want. And the story is about our man, Goku, who was not always a man. He used to be a boy with a tail that had a bunch of adventures, fighting little goblins to save the world, fighting armies to save the world, going to martial arts tournaments to for glory. But the last one, he saved the world. Um, training with his boys and his gals, just having a good old time. He finds love. He gets married. He has a kid. Boom, five years later, we think everything's fine. Nope. Goku's brother from space comes down and says, join me and help me flip planets. He's like, nope. Uh, He tries to save his son, but he dies instead, trains, comes back to life, comes back to Earth to fight other people from his home planet. He does it, but now all of his homies are dead. So some of his other homies have to go to the planet Namek to try and retrieve Dragon Balls. Goku's on his way. Vegeta is there, who was a jerk. Uh, Freeze is there. Everyone's looking for Dragon Balls. 
Whew. Well done. Well done. I forgot it had been several weeks since I've done one. That's right. And Aaron's referencing that uh, previously we've had listeners submit their own one-minute roundups that we love because it keeps us from doing these because they are hard <laughs> and, and fun and cool. So if we, you, Yeah, we hate one of the three of those things. <laughs> but we won't tell you which. Uh, <laughs> so you just have to keep listening to find out. Uh, but you, the listener, can submit your own one-minute roundup, wrapping up everything we've covered in Dragon Ball on the podcast. If you send it in, send in that MP3 file to KameHousePartyPod at gmail.com. We'll play it on air in replace of one of, one of our one-minute roundups. And it's super fun to see how creative and cool people can do it on their own time. That being said, I will explain why we do that so that you, the listener, don't have to go back and listen to every single episode of the podcast or watch every single episode of Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z uh, to get caught up to where we are. And you can just jump in the way that we like to jump in to the episode, which is coming up right after this second and final piece of Kame housekeeping where I tell you, the listener, that Aaron and I watch two different versions of the show. I watch the English dubbed version, while Aaron watches the subtitled version. Uh, some Someone asked me, why, Vince, why do you do this? And I say, because comparing and contrasting is fun, and we did it a long time ago, and we're going to keep doing it until forever. Uh, and that, that person then cowered in fear and left the Zoom meeting that I was running. Uh, usually we start with the English title, which is my title for Dragon Ball Z. So here we go. The title of this week's episode, episode 59 of Dragon Ball Z, Destination Guru. Even, even the English title hated what was going on in this episode. Truly, truly. That's like a a minute of the show. I would say eat far less. Oh boy. Well, my mine mine at least talks about the the plot development that happens at the end. So, my title for episode 59 of Dragon Ball Z from the Japanese title roughly translated is Watch out, Bulma. See Jing Kuei falls into Frieza's clutches. Which, as we know, is, I, I believe, I hope I said that right, but that's the four-star ball. Ah, okay. Right? Yeah. We, the, they Sometimes they'll talk about the Dragon Balls with their In, Chinese yeah. character names. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I think I retained some of that research that people sent in. That's right. <laughs> and if you need to correct us, you can send it in to KameHousePartyPod at gmail.com. Hashtag KHP research to fill us in on anything that we don't know because we don't do research on this show. Uh, calling that out now. <laughs> we'll we'll read it. Will we will we retain it? Who knows? Yeah, we're setting up a lot of mysteries for the listeners. <laughs> but what, I think we can get into why this might be a more meandery episode. Mm-hmm. Is because it one it's filler, which is sometimes fun. But it's Bulma-centric filler. It's a Bulma episode, everybody. (sighs) And we don't do a Bulma voice. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard to do a Bulma voice. I don't have that register. I don't have that raspiness. Um, I don't want 
Balma's voice to take over my soul inadvertently. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of reasons why we don't want to do the Balma voice, uh, but we're, we're going to talk about this episode because, you know, as, as fillery as it is, I'm trying, look, I am trying to give Balma her flowers, okay? I'm trying to bless up, okay, Balma. Bulma's trying here. She's she's doing it for her sister is doing it for herself in this episode. <laughs> At the top, I will say that it feels like an old it feels like an original Dragon Ball type of adventure. Just run into a monster to try and get a Dragon Ball. You know, so oh yeah, it has that going for it at least. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it is Bulma by herself. But it's exotic. It's on a new. It's, it's on a new planet. You know, it's like ooh, this is fresh. <laughs> what are you, but, the ad guy, the marketing guy trying to pitch this? Hey, look, I I run a uh, <laughs> excuse me, sir. I run a travel company called Destination Guru, where we set you up on. <laughs> Exotic trips to the planet Namek to uh, meet Guru to unlock your latent abilities. Along the way, you may encounter a Loch Ness monster, a giant clam, being underwater, evil Vegeta, evil Lord Frieza, blowing up the planet. Oh, wait, I'm talking, I'm going to go through the entire episode, so I have to stop. <laughs> I was just about to say, I don't know if unlocking my, you know, what am I, faster at editing? <laughs> if I unlock my latent ability, I don't Ooh. know if that's worth the trouble. I hope my latent ability is two more inches of height. <laughs> you had it in you. You just weren't I just trying wasn't, hard enough. I wasn't trying hard enough. <laughs> but you're right. We need to let's Vince virtually hold my hand. I'm I'm grasping it. Mm-hmm. Interlocked, of course. Of course. As we let's let's get through this episode together. We can let's do it. Let's do it. We're we're gonna do it. It's gonna be it's gonna be all right. It's gonna be all right. Because we gotta start. We got to start where we left off, <laughs> and the the title of the namesake of the title for my episode, uh, Krillin and Gohan heading off to see Guru to unlock Gohan's abilities. I think their conversation in mine is pretty short, like this entire scene. Uh, Krillin's like, "It's going to take forever flying under the radar, so Vegeta doesn't see us." Blah blah blah. Gohan doesn't even think that this is going to work. Krillin says, but you're Goku's kid, and you're a Saiyan. You've got to have some secret abilities in there somewhere. Yeah, and that that's that's that should be the episode based on the title. <laughs> we should be at Guru's. Yeah, but Krillin sets it up for us that it's going to be, we're not going to get there yet. It's going to take forever, which leads us back to the, what would you call that? Valley? crack in our giant rock that Bulma is uh, hanging out in. It's a canyon that's just kind of by itself. Yeah. A lone Namekian canyon. Uh, She, it appears that Bulma has eaten a meal, fallen asleep, but is woken up by purple energy blast. Say what? Vegeta's here. Turns out Bulma's having a bad dream (laughs) about, I mean, I, I wanted to ask you, Aaron, do you think it's a bad dream that Bulma's having, or is it secretly like a good dream that Bulma's having? <laughs> I, I, in my notes, I did write Vegeta sex dream, question mark. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to get Freudian, but what do energy blasts represent? Mm. Mm. And those balls. Hey, whoa. <laughs> okay. I mean, only, one, only one. Ooh, okay. If I, if I put on my psychology hat. Mm-hmm. 
That may indicate that the uh, subject may be having some reserved feelings about an individual. They may not be sure if they could trust this person, but they are sexually attracted, if not physically aroused by their presence. Uh, the one ball with four stars may signify that uh, desired individual's lack of uh, commitment, not having a full sack, as it were, um, or a full set of Dragon Balls in this case. And, you know, I, as a, as a psychologist, I'd like to recommend um, some bed rest. And uh, would you like a marijuana prescription? I can give you one of those. Finally, that degree is getting used on the podcast. That'll be $600. Oh, no. <laughs> That's with the copay. I mean, Bulma can swing it. I mean, yeah, Castle Corp. Got a nice, nice mental health policy at that company. Mm-hmm. Agree. This is Bulma. Gee, she's thinking about this man. She got in her head. Mm-hmm. Nap. It, it's a it's a Russian doll of living in heads, fret free. You got Nap and <laughs> Vegeta's, and the Vegeta's and Bulma's. Yep, yep. <laughs> I do have to mention that when Bulma wakes up, since she's in the chair, she like slides over, hits her head on the backpack. I'm like, oh no, we almost had a a, a million dollar baby situation. <laughs> oh no, a million dollar Bulma. <laughs> After fighting Vegeta in her mind, she snapped her neck oh on a boy. stool. Oh, what a one of the biggest twists in movie history. Back to reality, I think. Oh, there goes gravity. Mm-hmm. I mean, Vegeta doesn't need it. He's he's guarding the balls. Again, resigning his fate of I just need to chill. They'll come to me, and then I can beat him up. While during all this time. You see giant pink energy balls just zipping around the planet, blowing stuff up. I thought, and because Vegeta mentioned it, I thought that was Frieza running around a planet. Oh, no, 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 my friend. That is Frieza sitting in his chamber, not fixing his window, (laughs) but standing still just shooting energy blast out willy-nilly. Oh yeah, I I thought that that was the Ginyu Force arriving, and I was like, "What is this? UPS? Everything's arriving a day early." <laughs> uh, but yeah, when I when I when it was revealed that it was Lord Frieza just standing still, jettisoning energy blasts everywhere out of pure frustration, like there's no real rhyme or reason to it. Just the power I, when you can do an energy blast from your when you can work remotely with your villain, <laughs> that's power, I think. That's right. Somebody call all for one. He he, he should be able to run an empire from <laughs> from a, from a jail cell. Exactly. Just like Lord Freeze can run everything, can blow up a planet from his sitting room on his spaceship. Uh, I want to send an energy blast to the Ginyu Force. But through Slack, but uh, I can't get it on my work laptop. Can someone help me out, please? Uh, <clears throat> Lord Frieza, hi, I am in IT. I can help you. Uh, IT force, yes. Yes, I am part of the elite Frieza IT force. Yeah, And I am here to fix your Slack. So yeah, what am I doing wrong here? I'm Okay. I'm de- I select their name. Next, you can right click. Can, can you uh, right, right hold click? On. Mm, hold on. I'm on the trackpad. 
should just it, be it's not going touching the the right side of the screen the right tra- right side of the trackpad oh oh you know what i had it these i had it set to two finger touch for right click there we go and, and if you okay so now you've started a channel with Ginyu of the Ginyu Force. Now you have to add the other men members of the Ginyu Force to this channel. I don't I don't want them to see what I'm sending Ginyu. This is for us. Oh, great. Excellent work, Lord Frieza. Now all you have to do is send your message. All right, here we go. Oh, um Did it go or Lord Frieza, that message definitely will reach the Ginyu Force. But the Slack, you didn't actually send the, the Slack message. Maybe you could use the uh, the plugin for Slash GIF to, to send your energy blast metaphorically to Captain Ginyu. That way he'll make he'll get the message even faster than your energy blast can fly. I'm not I don't I'm not learning weird nerd coding stuff. Okay, slash no. No 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 no. Forgive me, Lord Frieza. Look, why don't just just install my TV and get out of here? Oh yes, Lord Frieza. Would you like it on this wall? Oh, I want it as high as possible. <laughs> I okay. want to crane my neck up. Well, to watch uh, it. Lord Frieza, we didn't bring the ladder for this. We'll have to send another. Wait, you ticket can't fly? Get, well, facilities facilities will have to get involved, Lord Frieza. I'm oh, I'm just God. IT for installation. Why did I set up this corporate structure? It's annoying. Uh, Lord Frieza, I, I know it's annoying, but but corporate structure is how we keep organized and checks and balances on what what we're lending out to people. We wouldn't we want all those scouters back, don't we? Ah, that's true. They're they're such a big line item. It eats into our budget. It uh, if only there was a. I, I know I sent Goldo when he was alive. Of course, uh, I sent him out to like hit one of his breakout in the breakout room. We tasked him with. Researching new ways to find power levels. And, but he died before he could send the report. Damn it. Oh, I'm sorry, Lord Frieza. Would you like me to collect his IT account? Okay. Oh, wait. You could do that? I could do that remotely. Well, I don't like you doing it remotely because then I can't see you work and I don't know if you're working. Yes, Lord Frieza. Yes, Lord Frieza. Yeah, of do course. everything in front of me, please. You're off. Your desk is next to mine. Oh, there it is. I blew up a wall. <laughs> So now your desk, I can see your desk. Well, here we go, Lord Frieza. I'm going to show you everything I can do with my IT skills. Ready? IT! I already changed offices. I didn't like the light in this room. Enjoy. Oh. The work of an IT Frieza Force member is never done. <laughs> and see. see. I was trying to think of another member of the Frieza Force that could come in. I'm like, but they're all dead. They're so, all dead. They're all dead. Frieza, you're getting rid of the, the, our cast members. Yeah, Frieza is <laughs> Frieza is just like early Walking Dead, where they were just getting <laughs> rid of named cast members left and right. And it was the greatest thing to happen to TV. So, boy. <laughs> I mean, that's all we need from Frieza. Yeah, that's it. Still a bad boss. Still a bad bitch. <laughs> still a bad boss, bad bitch. Got it all going on. <laughs> uh, but oh, right, uh, before we leave, before we leave, Lord Frieza, I just want to say, Lord Frieza listens to Cardi B. Oh, of course. 
because Lord Frieza, Lord Frieza, bad bitch. He follows that gram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lord Frieza does the oh. Krr. She uh, someone sent this to me. I guess Cardi B did some like she was in some wackadoo fucking outfit, and the the comment at the bottom was just Majin Buu off to fight Goku. <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> The cult, like <laughs> the cultural touchstone for for it to be a Majin Buu call out. I know, like, and it's it's not like Goku off to fight Maj. It's Majin Buu off to fight Goku. Like that is a that is a cut to the end of the Buu saga. I believe she, yeah, I think she was Majin Buu in this situation. It was very unclear. <laughs> yeah, well, we all know Megan the Stallion is Todoroki Kun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, there is a button we haven't seen in a while. Ooh. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't know if you want to... Oh, you mean I, this whole thing? Mm-hmm, and I don't think we've solidified anything with Frieza, officially. Mm-hmm. Not yet. So let me... I'm just going to flip the lid. Okay. And I'm going to hit the button on the fact that Lord Frieza listens to Cardi B and is a bad bitch, and that is... <laughs> canon. Not Nick Cannon. It's true. Watch Soul of a Nation. It's true. <laughs> oh, did I have I told you that Nick Cannon is on is on that ABC series Soul of a Nation? Uh what? being grilled on his anti-Semitic comment that got him kicked off of Mass Singer. What is Soul of a Nation? It is uh, ABC is doing a show called Soul of a Nation, where it's just looking at the history of black people in America, um, their contributions, the current trials and tribulations of being black in America right now, what black culture looks like, all that kind of stuff. And I think on the third episode, they have a sit down interview with Nick Cannon, and it's the first one that he's done since he got fired from The Masked Singer for for saying that he's black and therefore cannot be anti-Semitic after he was wearing a turban for about a season of that fucking show. Like, fuck Nick Cannon. <laughs> like, fuck you. Oh, that's all you had to say, baby. Just it, It's a show that slams Nick Cannon? Uh, yeah, of it course. It slams Nick Cannon and educates other people about the plight of black culture in America. Okay, uh, I'm, on, I'm on it. And then we, uh, and we have to be on Bulma now. Yes. I'm sorry. We, it's okay. We've we've run the gamut of everything else. That we've talked about almost episode. everything else. <laughs> so essentially, the first half of the episode is Bulma losing the Dragon Ball. It rolls away near the water, and it so it rolls into the lake. But when it's in the lake, it's like barely there. Maybe a fourth of it is covered. And she does this thing where instead of like going in to grab it when it's easily grabbable. She's like stretching her leg out and trying to kick it back towards her. And she, I just, can you, can anyone explain that? Why do not aside from the fact that an episode had to happen, <laughs> that why wouldn't you just grab it there? What was she afraid of doing? Did she not want to take her shoes and socks off? I think it's something like that. I think Bulma at that point was trying to avoid getting wet. She cannot be wet at all costs. Is she that a damn gremlin? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I've seen her eat after midnight. 
I was thinking to myself, wait, those boots are pretty tall. Even if she stepped in to whatever level of water, that it wouldn't get her boots dirty or get inside the water, get inside of her boots. She would still be able to pick up the Dragon Ball easily and effortlessly. Um, but instead, she grabs a stick, and I equated it to, have you ever dropped something in a pool at somebody's house, but you're not ready to get in the water like nobody is? You're tossing a ball around, ends okay. up in the pool. Everybody's like, well, we got to get the ball out, or we can't have more fun. <laughs> but we, But none of us can get wet yet. It's exactly. Not it's not time. So that's that's my thought process. Uh but for Balma, it ends with her pushing the Dragon Ball a little further underwater. Now it's well out of reach, but within eyesight. It's like it's silhouetted at the edge of what looks like a cliff under the water. Balma says, Hey, you know what? It's probably safer there anyway. <laughs> I'll just wait for Krillin and Gohan to get back and send them into the water to get it. Immediately gives up. Immediately gives up. Uh, it is frustrating. It is frustrating. Because just then, the episode could have been over if she took two steps into the water. I, I think what it is, is that, and we kind of hit these bits throughout the episode. And Vince, this is going to be me defending Bulma. <gasps> I think they did Bulma a little dirty in this episode. I think they hit her with like the idiot Ray to get this sort of situation going. Like she is so serious about this, about the getting the Dragon Balls or like safety or every, anything else like that. Like knowing that this is the one thing stopping Vegeta from taking over the universe essentially. And she doesn't like, and she doesn't try a little bit, you know? I, like that, I that, Yeah. It seems unlike her in this situation mm -hmm. and in these circumstances. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. Like, realistically, what, what would Bulma do in that situation where she is out in the open? She can't let anybody get this Dragon Ball. You know what she does have? Capsules. You know what she's done in the past? capsulized people in homes in dressers <laughs> to preserve their life. So it wouldn't be crazy unless there's something with Dragon Balls that we haven't talked about or some kind of energy that won't allow them to be compressed into a capsule. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. This might just be a whole session where we learn we love Bulma and that we realize that the show is the one that's doing her dirty. Shut up, shut up, no. Because <laughs> Vince, imagine this. We what we need to hit with Bulma is the genius aspect. Here's a genius level move, and it's very anime. You put a Dragon Ball in a capsule. You put a capsule in your underwear drawer, which still goes along with Dragon Ball. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You capsule that house that contains your underwear drawer. You put that capsule, and then you swallow it, baby. <gasps> You're your own Russian Dragon Ball doll, baby. <laughs> yeah, the, the theme of the episode. Yeah. It should have been Destination Matryoshka doll. <laughs> but, but, like, Bulma is completely capable of thinking this way. Oh, and yes. they didn't let her. And I think that's why I'm so mad at this episode. Because it's... Look, I, you know I, 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 I love a good Bulma slam. 
She sucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she is good at things. There are things that she's very good at, and they won't let her be good at it in this I, episode, I think. They let her be good at some things, but I agree. I agree. They could have they could have definitely done a more cerebral kind of chess match for Bulma to solve in her brain on what the like this whole episode could have been her figuring out the best way to hide the Dragon Ball in her it like with capsules and stuff. You could still have her be goofy and mess up and things go wrong, but at least if they were on the thought process of like she's going to use her brain and and not look dumb doing it. Yeah. I yeah, this just that. You let her she's a genius. You're telling me she's a genius. Let her be a genius. Mhm. She by leaving the ball alone, she goofed up. It does fall deeper and deeper into a lake. Fortunately, she does have a submarine. Makes sense. I'm fine with it. Yep. Gets in the submarine, goes down. She encounters a Nessie-like monster that we've mentioned that you've mentioned before. On instinct, she fires a missile because it's a submarine. <laughs> Torpedo, I guess, is the word. <laughs> but yeah, but it it is like the first thing she does is fire. New life, kill it. <laughs> and new commercial. Ooh. Uh, hey, IT force. Um, I I need help with something. Oh, what's that? You need help from the doom, doom, post, 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 Frieza IT force. Oh, I love those poses. Um, yeah, I just, I'm trying, look, I, I'm trying to support my favorite podcast, Kame House Party. And the best way to do that is by going to patreon.com slash Kame House Party. But, but I can't access it. Uh, the network said no. I can I can help you. Okay. Um so I need you since you're at your desk and I was just walking mm-hmm. by. Can you submit a ticket? Can you just submit? You can't just do it now? No, I I just need a paper trail. So if you could submit the ticket okay. that you need admin access to get off the internet to go to patreon.com/comedyhouseparty to support your favorite podcast at either 5 Ten or over nine thousand dollar tiers for. Oh, you're looking at it now. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm also a subscriber to the Kame House Party Patreon. What? Being in IT, I get their RSS feed. Post, post, post. Well, you spelled out RSS with your limbs. It was impressive. Thank it's you. Like, have you worked at that? <laughs> Is this something you planned ahead? As a member of the IT force, we do all kinds of poses for RSS feeds. Or for HTTP codes. The P P seems like that should not work out. It looks very difficult. Everything is possible in the Frieza Force IT department. Hey-yah! Okay, thank I submitted my ticket, and as soon as I did, you've let me, you fixed it. Now I can, at just $5 a month, I can... I can listen to a weekly pregame where they talk about, where the hosts talk about cool things they're watching or doing. Uh, sometimes they'll talk about recommendations or other anime. It's just a good time. I I, I, I like the host and I like hearing about them. I agree, Frieza Force employee. Those two have a great Greg. sense of candor. Oh, sorry. I, I forgot your name. Um, it's Greg. Greg. Right, Greg. No, you have to say it like this. That's the pronun- that's the pronunciation. It's Greg. Oh, I'm sorry, Greg. It, yeah, I'm happy to. I'm happy that I could help you, and 
I also love Kame House Party's pregame. Let's watch my pregame pose. Hi-yo! Oh, God, that's... Uh, it's like those old Nickelodeons where they showed spoons coming out of butts. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. Uh, yeah, it's a great look. I love pa- I love Kamaya. In conclusion, <laughs> I love Kamaya House Party. And I'm glad that I'm able to support him however I can. Uh, but mainly through the Patreon. At patreon.com slash Kamaya House Party dot com. Um, not that wait no that's bad At- it's patreon mm-hmm. patreon.com slash backslash kame house party oh, again patreon.com backslash kame house party and you can access it once you get the frieza force it admin code from me the frieza force it captain now your ticket is closed post post close pose you spelled out the entire URL with your body. <laughs> I'm I'm very shocked, but you did make it easy. I'll never forget it now. And don't forget, don't fall for any sc- scams on your email. Oh, oh, like this one. Hold on, let me read it. No, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna read it in the voice I think it's in. <laughs> hey there, everyone. This is Corin. First of all. There are hot singles in your area, but second of all, back to the show. That's, yeah, so like that spam email? Yeah, be careful spam emails and ones that look like this. Are you going to do a voice too? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it in the voice that I think is appropriate for this phishing email. Okay, great. Hey, I'm Yajirobi. I've got millions of dollars waiting for you. You just have to tell me, who are you talking to? <laughs> Ooh-wee, we're back from that commercial, and I hope, I hope you learned a little something from that commercial. Hope you took it with you. Took took it home with you. Because uh, we're, we're back on Namek, and this Bulma saga continues, this time underwater. Right, that's where we are? I, I keep forgetting yeah. if we have a cut. Like, I, <laughs> I keep thinking there's a cut to somewhere. Uh, almost. I think we just have... Bulma, she fired at a mythical creature, mm-hmm. missed, uh, realizes that it has a dragon ball on its back, and then Bulma's response upon seeing that is, I'm not going to hold back, and fires another missile. <laughs> that is her power-up is like, ah, <laughs> here I go. All of my power into this button press. Mm-hmm. And she does. She fires that missile. Misses that uh, Loch Ness monster type thing completely. Dragon Ball falls under the uh, the bed of this lake. I was like, okay, well, I guess the rest of this adventure is going to take place on land because Bulma's going to pick that thing up and get out of there, right? Right, Aaron? That's all she has to do. Mm. No, of course not. And this this is where I I did not like what the writers did to. Did to Bulma. They did Bulma extra dirty here in this scene, right? Because, like you said, Bulma knows the stakes here. If Vegeta gets this Dragon Ball, they're all gonna potentially die. And, and you know, best case scenario is she is stranded on this planet forever. But, you know, 
when you're down at the at the bottom of a lake and you see something shiny, you notice it's a giant pearl. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like this because they basically make it so Bulma is so vain and vapid that instead of uh, protecting herself and her friends from by securing the Dragon Ball, she uh, <laughs> she goes after a pearl in a giant clam. Because she has a fantasy of having a giant pearl necklace that <laughs> goes down to the floor. <laughs> that, if nothing else, we did get this image of Bulma wearing a necklace that's essentially attached to a bowling ball that she's just dragging on the ground. Which is a funny image. I like the the slow, slow pan. Mm-hmm. The reveal. Uh-huh. It's a good reveal. A good reveal. C- can't be good. I mean, you're going to strangle yourself. <laughs> hey. Pretty hurts, as Beyonce says. And then, and then there's going to be a cottage industry of people making little carts for your giant pearl necklaces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have. You're gonna need to have a Yeezus cart for your pearl necklace, or you're never gonna be invited to the Met Gala. It's it's gonna be all over TikTok. Giant ass pearl necklaces, best upkeep methods. Mm-hmm. 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 Bunch of dentists are like. Don't use Clorox to brush your pearl. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Dentist. Dentists want to get in the game on TikTok, baby. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, everyone wants to be the next Doctor Pimple Popper. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. a doctor and a star. Yeah, I want to be. I want to be the dentist that that goes by the name Doctor Gum Destroyer. <laughs> you don't need those things. <laughs> I'm gonna floss and pick at your gums until they bleed, then tell you it's your fault. I'm Doctor Gum Destroyer. <laughs> Next on E. But yeah, it's so ridiculous. And like, pearls, who who likes, they're not even that valuable. Not even the like, the like, you know, jewelry has no inherent value, blah, 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 blah. Um, diamonds are overpriced. Uh, we, mm-hmm. It's false scarcity. Um, but even even with all that, pearls, whatever. I've been to a Daytona. I've, I've been to like, in Florida, I have a distinct memory of you can go to some pop-up shop, buy a bunch of oysters that maybe they have pearls in them, and you Mm -hmm. can buy, like, a bucket of it, and you can, like, go hunting for pearls. Yep. That my mom... Yeah, that is a Florida... That is a Florida thing. And many beaches in Florida, there's somebody with a stand that's like, hey, there might be pearls in here. Uh, Six for five dollars. Nothing else? Eat those oysters. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You could shuck them and chuck them, baby. Mm-hmm. It's the next the next Florida man's problem. <laughs> Just leave him in a big <laughs> foot destroying pile. Yeah, big sharp, big sharp pile at the entrance to the beach. <laughs> Hi, I'm Doctor Foot Destroyer. <laughs> this is my YouTube channel and my TLC show. <laughs> I mean, as a as a podiatrist, that's what you should do. You're 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 creating patients, baby. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Or a flip flop, or a flip flop salesman would also work. Oh yes, yes, there you go, dirty flip flop salesman. <laughs> what what's wrong with selling flip flops, Vince? Hey man, they're trying to get in between my toes. I'm not about <laughs> it. I know what they're after. They're they're after that sweet sweet wiki feet traffic. They're coming door to door. They're taking photos of your feet. They're saying, "Hey, can I use this in a product review? Or uh, can I use this?" Um, for promotional purposes, and you got it. You got to say no, or else you know that 
it's going on Wikifeet, it's going on Instagram ads, and there's nothing you can do about it. Let me take a macro photo of your foot so you can see how it looks at this angle. I'll send. I mean, you're getting the photo. I'm sending it to you. I'm certainly not copying it no, to my private not. server. <laughs> not building NFTs out of your feet. <laughs> Non-footable <Yeah>. tokens. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I gave Wiki feet an idea. <laughs> oh no! We got to get it, Vince. We got to get some feet pics. We got to get it on the ground. We we got to get it on the ground floor with this. Make a little extra scratch. We're going to take Wikifeet's lunch. Skim their library. (laughs) Hey, y'all, you want to see Kate McKinnon's feet? It's going to be eight Ethereum. (laughs) But you own this photo of Kate McKinnon's feet. It's, yeah. There are many like it, but this is the original. (laughs) I mean, it's not the original. Protected by the blockchain and tough acted to uh so i'm so glad i learned about nft this week (laughs) (laughs) um okay look we we don't bowen doesn't get a pearl we don't see anyone's feet it's a bust because she gets sucked down into a whirlpool Yeah, I, we forgot to mention this lake has gotten deeper four different times. I get a Russian doll of a lake. <laughs> Starring what's her face? Y- y'all know the Netflix show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, good. Well, I was just going to cast the the girl from Queen's Gambit to play Bulma because I don't know if you've watched nope. uh, Queen's Gambit or seen the actress. But this actress, I think, is the only actress that could pull off uh, blue hair and play Bulma in a live-action Dragon Ball show or movie. Cunning. But it's more because she she is uh, she looks completely different in every hairstyle, like beyond anything I've ever seen. Because in every interview, her hair is different. Because you know they film them at a time. Like she's gone blonde, black hair, red hair. uh, It's cool. Hair that climbs on rocks. Um, Even hair with chicken pox. <laughs> you got one more? No, the, I'm just quoting the Arbor hot dog commercial because I'm old. Mm. That's all that is. Okay. I wasn't sure if that was just free-flowing or if that was referencing. Yeah, <laughs> you old heads know about the Arbor hot dog <laughs> commercial that Gen Xers then put into all the media made in the early 90s. Mmm. I probably if you if you gave me that commercial, I could probably then find you all would the probably ads. Probably know. Yeah, I probably know it. But but I get yeah 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 that I think that's a good. I've not seen Queen's Gambit, but I know who you're talking about, and that's a good choice. Yeah, there we go. I'm putting it out in the ether. Tag her in this episode. <laughs> Tweet at her. I mean, it's just Queen's Gambit is just a shonen anime, right? Pretty much. It's hey, you're a young. It, it's yeah. That's yeah. what the internet told me. Yeah, and the internet's right. Netflix should make the anime adaptation of Queen's Gambit. Oh, that would probably whip ass. Mm-hmm. The chess anime, I'm here for it. I, I, I'm allowing us more tangents than normal in, in the future, in post. But let, let's bring it back. Yes, yes, yes. Let's I'm finish sorry. out the, the final scene of this Bulma adventure. The Dragon Ball has landed on a pillow of eggs, of aquatic eggs, 
uh, a bunch of Nemo eggs uh, that are very similar to it. And it turns out they are on the back of a giant crab. The crab fights Bulma's sub, rips it apart. Bulma escapes by getting into a mech she has capsuled. And I think this is where the stopping point needs to happen. Because the mech she has capsuled is a peel-off machine. It is straight up a peel-off machine. Mm-hmm. So my question for you and the audience, is that peel-off machine design originally from Capsule Corp? And peel-off gang just, just ordered them in bulk? Or did Capsule Corp steal from my and her original ideas? Those are it's damning if true. Damning if true if, if we find out that Capsule Corp has been... Uh, scraping IPs and and swiping patents yeah. from independent creators like my uh but my i i think the simpler answer is more likely true that the capsule corp has made a range of uh personalized escape pods or mechs whatever you want to call it and peel off shoe and my have modified them for their own purposes, you know, I doubt that those mechs all, you know, combined in the in the original documents from Capsule Corp. They probably have like, hey, please don't combine this. You you will yeah. b- void the warranty. Yeah, don't don't also install don't install a, a hard drive on your PlayStation Five. <laughs> Peel off gang are all for right to repair. Yes, <laughs> that's why they moved to Europe, <laughs> started their own nation. Yeah, yeah. Pilaf wants to level the economic playing field with the Dragon Balls by becoming king. That's yeah, it. That's really yeah. He wants to, yeah. He wants to rule the world for to get rid of all these oligarchs. These other Eternal ones. Dragon, get rid of I Pilaf. <laughs> um. Whoa. Are you sure that's uh? You know how will descendants get paid? What? No. Uh, so copyright and I, so hey, what up? Uh, it's me, Shedlong. Is this my voice? Hold on. <clears throat> no, like it. this is my voice. So anyway, look, I, I'm kind of for more co- copyright law as a, as a way for descendants of creators uh, to still continue to make money off their creations. I don't agree with what Disney does, where they just keep extending the length of copyrights to keep Mickey Mouse away what from the public this? domain. I thought the dragon was supposed to grant any wish I wanted. I wish for IP laws to go away. I'm just maybe, I'm not like a monkey paw type of wish thing. I'm just trying to make it clear what, you know, some of the potential consequences. I, I know there's some good things for, for getting rid of IP laws, but then you yourself aren't protected Ooh. For, with your ideas. Emperor, Emperor, the the dragon makes a... Oh, wait. Who's this? Hey, well, that <laughs> little dog's talking funny. <laughs> I thought his voice was different. Emperor, peel off. It's me, Shu. There we go. Now I know who I'm it back. is. I'm I back. Had, I had a frog in my throat because I was eating it. <laughs> Again, you frog. <laughs> or too <Ooh>. soon. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> But Emperor, I think the dragon makes a good point. If you dismantle copyright and IP law, who who knows? They'll take your name. They'll take the peel-off moniker. Oh, yeah, I could take your little peel-off symbol and, like, that's mine now. What? Mm-hmm. 
Shu, you're you're telling me this dumb dragon is right? Yes, I am. (laughs) Oh, he's getting into Seinfeld a little bit. It's me, Shu. Uh, look, fellas, all I'm saying is maybe there's a middle. Maybe there's a mid. Oh, sorry. I'm talking like this cat I know. Hold on. <laughs> all I'm saying is maybe there's a middle ground. Fine. I wish for exclusive rights to all capsule creations. You know what? Fuck them. I'm cool with that. <laughs> wish granted, baby. Oh, excellent choice, master. And you know how I said I wasn't a monkey paw type of wish maker? I kind of am. They're in They're in so much debt. <laughs> what? Yeah, you're kind of boned. Got him. Wow. And see. That's right. The bad guy can't win. A double-edged sword. Double-edged sword. He sold it right back to Dr. Breeze. <laughs> he sold his debt <laughs> at mm-hmm. one-eighth <laughs> just to try and recoup something. Just He just had to recoup. But I think, yeah, you're probably right. The the Pilaf gang modified versions of Capsule Corp. Here's another point where I got down on the episode. Because, Vince, it is a mech fighting a giant crab. This, on paper, should <laughs> fucking rule. It should be such a cool thing to watch, and it's very boring. <laughs> they didn't try too hard. Yeah, I hear you. I, I wish I wish it could have been. It should, like, if we could rewrite this scene mm-hmm. instead of Bulma getting out in a smaller mech, it should have been a mech the exact same size as the crab. And we see Bulma use some fighting techniques that she learned from watching Goku and Krillin and everybody. That she, would have been rad. That would have been a nice payoff. She made a Goku mech. Mm-hmm. Why not? Just, like, she's like, I need this. I finally have a chance to use this, and it's a it's a kid Goku mech. Mm-hmm. And it fires a Kamehameha wave. And but, when th- and when things get dicey, she flips a switch. It's an Ozoru. It's a giant ape go. mech. She knows the technology of the Blutz waves by now. Yeah, I mean, crab versus mech. Uh, the crab just suddenly gives up because it's baby having time. All the eggs start to hatch. Bulma in a an act of kindness, which I appreciated, uh, keeps a pillar, a sea pillar, from from falling over to crush the little babies. Um, and she gets the ball back after all the little crabs are born, which I guess yeah. at that point would be the size of your head, maybe. Those little crabs? crabs? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, those baby crabs were definitely the size of your head, if not most of your torso. Would you say head crabs? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, okay. head crabs, yeah, head right. crabs. Head crabs, head crabs. That, we're done with water. Water, get out of here. We're done with you. Bulma's leaving. She's like, okay, good. I have the ball. I'm safe until two <gasps> members of the Freezer Force. I'm going to say one IT guy, and then I don't know if Freeze is a jerk and separates the other guys into, like, the animal core. Mm-hmm. But it's a cool gator man. Yeah, it's a very cool gator man. Which Bulma's encountered before. She should know how to handle a gator man. <laughs> he was a gator man. She said, see you later, man. <laughs> His sin was just too tough for her. He had a bite force of 6,010 PSI. 
but he could not squeeze her. That's Vince. That's very good. I'm genuinely impressed. And you got real facts in there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, alligators are, they have very powerful when closing their jaws, but when opening their jaws, very weak, you can hold it yeah. closed with your hand. Boom. Aaron's got gator facts. <laughs> oh, I'm a, I'm a bit of a swamp boy. Ooh, that's where ooh. I was. That's where I was raised. I, I, I'm not going to say in the bayou. Bayou adjacent. <laughs> near near you. Mm-hmm. Kitty corner to the bayou. <laughs> but she's the Frieza Forest capture Bulma and the Dragon Ball. They're on their way to Frieza. The end. <laughs> the end. Oh, Vince, we made it. <laughs> we did it. We got through this Bulma filler. Unless there's another one coming up. But the thing is, Aaron, we got through this Bulma filler without without a lot of collateral damage to Bulma at all. We we got a savage takedown of Nick Cannon in there. We, which which has been sorely missed. Um, uh, yes, because <laughs> I thought I thought he was gone. <laughs> I I have to ask this of you, and I have to ask this of myself. Are we? Do we still not like Bulma? <laughs> What's our opinion now? That is a good question. I think what we've done is we've learned that Bulma may be more of a product of her writing environment than she is a victim of her own shortcomings. Bulma has a lot of potential that people aren't tapping into. That's right. And that may be the audience because the the show's not giving it to them. The audience who are pro-Bulma are, proje- are I don't want to say projecting, but they're seeing they're seeing the possibilities mm-hmm, and maybe latching mm-hmm. onto that as I did this episode. Yeah, and look, we're big enough to admit that we are we are probably late in the game on respecting Bulma. <laughs> uh, okay, so I, if we, I guess let's put a number to it: mm-hmm. one through ten. One being she's still the horrible monster. <laughs> That she was in those first few episodes. To 10 being we are Bulma stands in this household. She's our waifu for laifu. <laughs> what, what, what number do you think you fall at? I, I think I'm going to come in. I'm going to come in at a at a six. Okay. I, I, I think, yeah, I think five or six. That's where we're at. We're, we're lukewarm on her. Like she, you know, that six out of 10, it's not the best grade in the world, but you know, she's passing. She's, she's, She's barely getting through. She's getting there. I know if it was a video game review, that's very bad. Oh, my God. That's damning. But this isn't a video game. This is Bulma (laughs) we're talking about. But, I mean, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird to see us grow. Grow in affection towards Bulma. Yeah, well, you know. (laughs) It was only (laughs) a matter of time. Yeah. You know, it happens. You hang out. I mean, you hang out with something long enough. So something might develop. Yeah, yeah, you know. We'll, we'll just see where it goes. We're not trying to label it too much, except for that numerical label we just put on it. <laughs> but, you know, we're just trying, we're going to keep it cash. And Master Researcher Nick kept it casual by submitting a little bit of KHP research through the unofficial Discord channel. Uh, and, it, and it's an audio cue Ooh. For, for both us and the listener. So Nick writes, I realize... I've been denying you boys some sweet dub comparison action. Well, wait no more. 
Here's the moment where Vegeta realized Gohan duped him, both in the ocean dub and in DBZ Kai. So I'm going to guess these are in order. So here is the ocean dub of a Vegeta. Once he finds out that a child has gotten the better of him. You think double crossers? You will rule the day! You hear me? Double crossers. Ooh. Damn it all is what got me. Damn it all. Damn it all. Damn. This. First of all, damn, Daniel. Back at it again. But second of all, damn, this child. He is. He. He's performed a ruse upon me, which I have fallen for. Hook, line, and sinker. I cannot have it. Me, the prince of all Saiyans. Duped. Damn it all. Blast this child. Damn you, woman. <laughs> it's Stewie Vegeta, mm-hmm. which is a Vegeta made into a delicious stew. It, you're you're way ahead of me. <laughs> Why? What were you gonna say? No, that's, that same thing. Well, I was gonna say if Vegeta is Stewie, that means Goku is Brian. I, I guess tenuous friends with a tenuous relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we all like, know that Goku and Vegeta love a musical number. Mm-hmm. Goku's always shooting himself. I'm not analyzing Family Guy. We're we gonna go to it. the we're gonna go to the DBZ Kike dub. Yes. So let's see what a I'm assuming what a Christopher Sabat has for us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll get you for this. You won't escape my scenes from the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. That was not Christopher Sabat. Oh, okay, I think we had him in the opposite Are order. Are they back? I don't know. We had the little announcer. But that announcer, it's, I think, was saying it was Dragon Ball Z. Wouldn't it have said Z-Kai? Maybe you're right. This is... You, you gotta put these in. You gotta label these. But... <laughs> not telling you how to do your job, but... <laughs> So I, I'm going to guess that they were that we listened to them in the opposite direction. So Maybe I, the second yeah. one was the ocean dub. First one was Christopher Sabat. I'll say user error mm-hmm. and error. User error on that admittance of user error. <laughs> I'm not too big to not laugh at people screaming. Yeah, people it's screaming funny. is fun, and it's I think we also kind of. Because there are a lot more of these videos of voice actors doing their thing, especially Dragon Ball yells. Like, ooh, what that must have looked like in the booth yelling those lines. <laughs> How many takes? Oh, that's a whole, that's a day's work in and of itself. I mean, just trying not to break, I think, would, uh-huh. be, would be my challenge. Yeah, because <laughs> there's, there's no one to work off of in that scene. <laughs> Yeah. So you come in at nine and they're like, all right, you're Vegeta right now. And you just got duped by Gohan. You're extremely angry. Uh, Go for it. (laughs) And they went for it. And they went for it. Both the ocean and the the Kai dubs. And I I loved it. I loved it both. Both less violent than um, my dubbed version, which was full of Vegeta saying, I'm going to kill you. Uh, Damn you. Damn you to hell. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill you. That that was a lot of what Vegeta said. That's, I mean, that's more Vegeta. Yeah, well, he, he loves to threaten a murder. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I just want to I want to yell <laughs> double crossers at somebody who's who's jaywalking in the street, <laughs> from, like from my apartment window. Double crossers! I'll get you! I'll get you! And uh, we'll always get. Anything that people send to us, if they send it, uh, through KameHousePartyPod at gmail.com. You can talk to us there. Maybe send in a one-minute roundup. Maybe send in some KHP research. Or, or don't send anything at all. That's that's fine, too. Uh, we're all very busy. I get it. Uh, <laughs> you can, If it's easier, you can talk to us through Twitter or Instagram at KameHousePartyPod. Um, if you like what we do and you want more of what we do... You can head on over to patreon.com slash Kame House Party. Uh, you can donate any amount you wish, uh, but at $5 and up, you get a weekly pregame, which is just, just this shooting the breeze sometimes. So maybe sometimes we have a theme or a topic of discussion. But if you like what we do and you want more of it, that is where you can get that extra content and also support the podcast at the same time. And if you want to see us talk over video games, then boy, oh boy, have I got a treat for you because we every because every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, we are live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Kame Palace Party. Vince, we have so many things now we have to talk about. I know. I'm losing my mind. It's so great. It's so great. Yes. Yeah, so you should check out all those things that Aaron mentioned, the Patreon, the Twitch. Uh, if you're, if you're on YouTube, it also is on YouTube. You can check out all of our archives from those, uh, streams. And as always, thank you all so much for supporting the show in whatever way you feel comfortable with or whatever way you're doing right now, whether that be, uh, Instagram, Twitter, listening to the podcast, telling your friends about the podcast, rate reviewing the show on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, those are all great ways to continually support us. And we we love it. And we love doing the show. We're going to keep doing the show. But now, it's time to send you off the way that we always do. Because no matter if you are uh, angrily trying to find something that you, you know you left it somewhere on Namek, but you can't find it. Or you are bracing yourself for the next ins- exciting installment of the Bulma Saga. You gotta... Keep fighting. Yeah. Uh, Balma is all right. She is fine, I guess.